Hello and welcome to the fourth in a series of seven Ignite Talks. I'm Keith Newbronner and joining me live in the Catholic SG Radio Studio today is Father Eugene Vaz. Very warm welcome, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Now, just a reminder that our conversation this evening will, with Father can only be richer and more interesting if you connect with us and share with us your thoughts. If you're joining us on Facebook and YouTube, feel free to leave a comment in the chat. Alternatively, you can also drop a WhatsApp message to 6895-1515. That's our Catholic SG Radio WhatsApp number. I know it may seem strange to WhatsApp a number that starts with 6, but this is the wonders of a business account. So you can do that now. The number once again, 6895-1515. We'll feature as many comments and questions as we can in the second half of our session today. Now, before we start proper, Father Eugene, could you lead us in prayer, please? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise and glorify you as you gather us together this evening to contemplate your wonderful gift of family life. Awaken in our society the awareness of the sacred and inviolable character of the family. What a priceless and irreplaceable good it is. Grant us, Lord, that the gift of growing day by day in the capacity of looking at each other sincerely, of listening to each other attentively, of talking to each other truthfully, of offering each other welcoming, attentive, loving gestures, so your light might shine in the darkness of the world through our family. Thank you, Lord, for your loving gaze which allows us to look at our mistakes and gives us the desire and the strength to overcome them. Thank you for the safety we feel remaining under your gaze. Grant that we might know how to give the same gift of a loving, welcoming, understanding gaze to our spouses, our children, and to every brother and sister we meet in our day. Heavenly Father, We entrust our family and every family in the world to you. Teach us to look at each other with always renewed wonder, never imagining that we know someone else completely, but always able to see the infinite beauty you have placed in each person. Help us to discover that love has its needs 
and grant us the strength to respect them always. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, what a truly moving, moving, beautiful prayer beautiful to prayer. start our talk. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I said we must pray about the family, you know. And, uh, yes. Yes. And I took this from several parts of Amoris Letizia, which we yeah. will be talking about later. Yes. Much of this is inspired by the Holy Father. So I just put it together mm. and made this opening prayer. Yeah. Hope it will help us. I think so. I think it's kind of <laughs> set the tone very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just love some of their descriptions, whether yours or the Holy Father's, it is truly beautiful. So thank you for starting us on that note. So we're kind of going into a slightly more doom and gloom kind of note, something a bit gloomy. Um, but we have to talk about these things and it's perfect that we have this occasion. Okay, So we know that raising a family in itself is quite a challenging feat. What more a Catholic family in a changing Singapore, you know? So, Father Vas, in your accompaniment, you know, being 50 years a priest now, you know, in your accompaniment with families, what would you say are the biggest struggles that they face in a changing Singapore? I think um, it's very difficult to, to, to take all those cases, you know, and, um, and um, see a common line through because mm. each case is unique. Uh, each couple is unique. Each circumstance is unique. But there are certain elements, I think, that are common across the board. Mm. Um, in my experience, I, I don't have very much experience dealing with um, um, married couples as such in terms of a problematic uh, situation i've i've done quite a number but um for one thing i think the one of the biggest problems uh one of the biggest difficulties or challenges that couples have i think is actually not initially at the level of the nitty gritty of everyday life because that nobody can run away from you you that's what makes up our life. Mm. But I think one of the, the big challenges couples have is to link their faith and their life. Mm. So to look at what marriage in the church is and what our marriage actually is. And is there a link in terms of Understanding marriage as a vocation, understanding marriage as a mystery, mm. understanding marriage as covenant. These are three very important aspects of marriage in the church. I mean, we talk about Catholic marriages. So when a couple doesn't have this dynamic of why I am married, my vocation as a married person, my marriage in the plan of God, um, my marriage as a covenant commitment, uh, then the nitty-gritty takes over and there's no point of reference to try to understand what to do. 
So that's one. Another uh, thing that's happening in a changing Singapore, and I think it's happening all over the world, but I don't have figures about uh, the world. But in Singapore, I think there is this tension between uh, working life, the balance between working life and family life. So we are all working for the good of our families and we are losing our families because we don't have time to spend with them. We don't have time to to listen to them. We don't have time to respond to them. The work pressure becomes so much and who suffers is the spousal relationship and the parental children relationship and that causes a lot of issues and then people have problems and then they come crying to the priests, uh, you know, in the church or, or they look for some way. But it's very little that the church can do. It's very little that the priest can do uh, because it's not in that uh, domain that the priest is, you know. So but the priest can, I can see the, the, the struggle that these people are going. They want to have a more balanced life and they are caught in this uh, dilemma, you know, that if you don't work so hard, then you cannot earn a living and you cannot afford a family. And then, uh, and it's very paradoxical that struggling so much to, to, to keep the family going, the consequence is we lose the family, which is, which is very sad. Um, Another area that I think is of concern also that many people have is um, the inability to forgive. So, you know, we human beings, we make mistakes. I mean, who doesn't make mistakes? We are not perfect. Every one of us is, uh, yeah, doing something wrong sometimes. But God forgives us. God is always giving us another chance. God is always helping us to see what to do, you know. Uh, And I think that's where sometimes in our human weakness, we have difficulty forgiving. Or if we have been forgiving, uh, comes the question of enough is enough and I cannot forgive anymore. And so again there, you cannot draw a line across the board. It's very particular to a circumstance or to a condition or to a a state in, in a couple's life, you know. But uh, I've had experiences where couples were ready to be more understanding, more forgiving, more compassionate. Um, The results uh, were better, were more promising. Also, I think the realization of how we have gone wrong and the desire to want to convert the desire to want to change, the desire to want to humbly say, sorry, I I really have made a boo-boo of this, you know, please forgive me. But that cannot be just words. It's got to be accompanied by some sort of process, you know, and either through counseling or through a form of uh, marriage therapy, you know, sometimes, uh, like I said, it's, every case is unique, you know, but I think the biggest thing is that we are in a very materialistic world today Mm. and we are living Catholic life in a materialistic way and the two don't go together, you know. So, 
we need to see what is the option that we have what is the choice that we need to make and if we want to live catholic married lives then what does that mean and i think that's what this ignite talk is really trying to do you know uh, yeah we are in 200 years of catholic life in singapore we are celebrating mm-hmm. the past and we are so happy about what we have done but how do we go forward and i think the way to go forward is really by way of the family because that's really the life of the world in which we live the quality of mm-hmm. the world of the society of the community uh, depends on the quality of the family so mm-hmm. i think this in ignite talk is giving us an opportunity to really look at what are the important elements of married life in the understanding of the church and of our faith and of our everyday integrity uh living you know yeah. yeah but i've seen a lot of couples who have problems mm-hmm. and who have come out of them difficult i even accompanied a couple and then i thought i had failed they got divorced mm. Mm. and 3 years later i kept the contact going i kept the reflection going 3 years later they came back together and they we mm. yeah i mean they were always married in the church once you're married you're married yeah. but they had divorced so they had to remarry in the registry you mm. know i mean the, so yeah. so i've even seen that the extent of divorce mm. can be turned around and you know the couple can come back again you know i mean so it's a yeah. like i said there are not many like that but there are mm. experiences of that which shows which i think goes to show that if we are really serious about living this covenantal commitment mm. together yeah it may get knocked about because of our sinfulness because of our weakness but if we are ready to to work at it it can really heal itself bring joy again. Mm. Yeah. What a beautiful little story <laughs> that you shared over there father. And I like what you just shared especially because it it sounded to me especially the first part of your answer about how it is so so necessary to have the foundations of a marriage set well, you know, a certain understanding of what marriage means to us as a couple for example, you know, and starting with that sort of Uh, on on that sort of basis and then also i suppose having some sort of or a few sort of principles to go along with it in terms of how we will live out this marriage of ours you know so whether it's things like being intentionally forgiving making that choice and saying i can do that you know or um you know being humble enough to admit mistakes these are things that people need to inculcate i suppose as disciplines it doesn't come automatically right father yeah. yeah so what would you say are some of these things that are in a way necessary um, as that building blocks to having a marriage that can work a good christian marriage if you like i think um, at the heart of married life is the ability to communicate i think communication is the key factor in meaningful married living 
when there is no proper communication i think mm. marriages become very shallow and after some time they might even disintegrate you know but communication is not just chatter mm. communication is not just talking about anything communication at the level of the deep inner being when when spouses can share with each other mm. everything from the deep inner level of their being then that couple is so open to each other is so bonded with each other uh, that couple begins to understand the other and that couple then begins to do what couples are meant to do to help the other so in the mutuality of the helping each other because of the deep communication so i'm opening my whole self to you and you to me i'm 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 in love with you no so that means i i'm concerned about you so i take seriously that what is coming out of you and you what is coming out of me and in that meeting we are able to see how we go forward so this communication of the deep inner uh, feelings that we can be about anything mm-hmm. can be about past relationships can be about uh, certain weaknesses that i have or certain tendencies uh, that are in me could be about finances uh, could be very important things like how do i see values uh, what is the sort of value system that we want to have for our family uh, what kind of a home do we want to build uh, what are the expectations that we are having uh, what are our dreams what you know there are so many elements that go into making married life but couples are not talking deeply enough about those things mm. but they are, they say they have good communication because they're chattering all the time but it's about things that don't really make a difference i mean mm. what kind of thing you eat or who is a better actor than <laughs> or a songwriter than mm. okay these are all nice uh, after dinner mm. conversations with a toothpick in your mouth you can but they don't really shape life you know what i mm. mean uh, but there are much deeper things you know as uh, as we need to every day uh, go on talking about how are we building out how are we making our life we are husband and wife uh, what is the what is the evaluation of our own relation so every day if we can you know have a deeper conversation about our being together you know and it doesn't have to be like a very hard and fasting in so many uh, nice ways in ordinary ways but in very true ways we are talking about things that really shape us mm, mm. I, i hear you in that especially with um you know uh, th- this need really to have to talk deeply about these things about really what what is our marriage about where are we at as a couple how mm. are we doing you know and these sort of conversations need to ha- happen regularly it can't just be just before getting married you know do a marriage preparation course and then we talk about these things but they need to be revisited time and again and yeah in that spirit of being open and honest and knowing that yeah we are both in this together and we're both trying yes 
Yes. Okay, Father, I think those are good perspectives that you've shared already so far. By the way, to everyone who is uh, watching from home or listening in, I am very, very grateful. There's been so many comments coming in through YouTube, WhatsApp, Facebook. Uh, Some of them are quite specific, if I can say so. So, for example, some of you have also shared quite vulnerably that you have a child who's struggling with same-sex attraction. There's someone who's shared that I'm a single parent raising two children on my own. Um, My child is no longer interested in the church. All great, great questions. Keep them coming. We'll answer them a little bit later. Um, when we have our Q&A segment, okay? But excellent questions. Thank you for them. Father, I just want to turn our attention a little bit to Amoris Letitia, the um, Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation that you mentioned about earlier. I think, yeah, I think, you know, when, when we talk about a changing Singapore and when we talk about couples that, you know, or with the different challenges that are being faced, you know, whether it's busy at work, you know, finding a difficult balance work and life and children also having their own stresses with education and all of that it can feel a bit like oh man this is also heavy and maybe to a young person maybe like me and i have thought this before ah maybe all this family or starting a family of my own is just too much work it's just too much but amoris leticia has other things to say in terms of what marriage and family life it's really all about the beauty of it. And the very name of Maureen's Letitia is the joy of love. So share with us a little bit about this joy of love and of the family that Pope Francis shares in the document. Yes, Pope Francis is very excited about this. Uh, I think he deeply believes no, that um, there is a joy mm. that... Um, you just cannot take away um, from family. And that joy is the joy of love. And the joy of love is, I think, uh, on the one hand, in Amoris Laetitia, the basis, uh, and at the same time, the objective, the Holy Father sees uh, marriage today is going through all sorts of difficulties and all sorts of challenges, you know. But the Holy Father says you cannot take away from marriages the joy of love because marriage has taken place because of love. And so that love has got to be the key in which we look at every aspect of all kinds of things that happen in marriage. Uh, Very interesting in number seven of Mm. uh, this letter, Amoris Letizia, uh, uh, in the uh, Holy Father says that he has written this uh, because he wants this uh, apostolic exhortation to teach the entire church, uh, particularly Christian families. Mm? Mm. And he puts it, uh, I quote, it is my hope that in reading this text, So, uh, this is a very beautiful uh, uh, encyclical, uh, I'm sorry, apostolic exhortation uh, to read. Uh, It's coming out after the Synod on the Family. Uh, And um, it's very very beautiful. I I hope uh, our readers, uh, our listeners out there uh, have had the opportunity to read this. Uh, It is my hope, Holy Father says, that in reading this text, all will feel called to love 
and cherish family lives, uh, uh, family life. Mm. For families are not a problem. Mm. They are first and foremost an opportunity. So you know the whole uh, apostolic exhortation uh, that the Holy Father has written is coming up from here. If we always look at the family as problem, la, ayo, this, la, ayo, that, la, is mm. a headache, la, this. La. <sighs> Holy Father says, we have lost the joy of love. We've lost the joy of family. But when we come across any kind of difficulty, any kind of thing that's causing concern, no? Holy Father says, it's an opportunity to grow, to develop, to become more and more, you know. So, I don't think we are going to cover very much um, in this uh, 45 minutes uh, or mm. so. So, I wanted to put out for our uh, viewers uh, this website, you know. There's a very mm. uh, beautiful website uh, Amoris Letizia, uh, Amorisletizia.va uh, I think it's on the screen now. And uh, uh, on this website, um, you get some very beautiful material that will help our listeners, our viewers, will help the church, uh, Singapore and all over the world, um, to really uh, contemplate marriage to go deeper into what is marriage in the church, uh, what is marriage in life, uh, what does it mean to be a family, and, and, and what's the vocation and mission of the family in the world today. And to help um, the people of the church do that, uh, on this website, mm. uh, the Dicastery of Family is putting up 10 videos on Amoris Letizia. Mm, on the various chapters of Amoris. They've already put out four. They've already put out four because they started in March. Mm. March, mm. March, April, May, June. Ah, okay. And now the fifth one will come out in July, you know. So they, they started off on the Feast of St. Joseph, mm. on 19th of March. Mm-hmm. And then they put another one out in April, then May. So, so on the on this website, you already have got four uh, very beautiful reflections on the first four chapters of Amoris Letizia. Mm. Now, mm. what is very interesting in Amoris Letizia mm. is actually the Holy Father's central reflection which is actually chapter 4. Chapter 4 of Amoris Letizia and chapter 5. These two chapters, I think, will be of great concern for married couples and families. Uh, And I think we really need to look at that. Uh, Because in chapter 4, Holy Father gives the reflection on the first letter of Paul to Corinthians, chapter 13, mm. verses 4 to 7, which is the description of love. I, I think you know it by heart. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is. I mean, the the very famous. Uh, yeah, you hear it at weddings of, all the time. Uh, you hear it at weddings all the time. But if you look at chapter four, Holy Father relates that to spousal daily love. He calls it our daily love, mm. and then he goes into the reflection. How is that love of ours an expression of patience, an expression of service to others? Uh, how is that love not jealous, not boastful, not rude? Uh, how is that love generous? How is that love not irritable and resentful? So he has a very nice mix of the positives that married couples are actually living out. And the the challenges that they are facing, and how love goes a long way in helping them to go beyond that, you know. So Holy Father has a very beautiful uh, reflection on uh, the description of love in chapter four, and in chapter five, he says, if we are ready to live that kind of love, mm. then our love becomes fruitful. He is not saying it's going to be easy. He's not saying that there won't be challenges. He's not saying there won't be struggles. But mm-hmm. he says when we're ready to really live love, as described there beautifully by Paul, uh, uh, if we're ready to live that kind of love, then the fruit that is born becomes such a joy in living, no? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes family life. That's what makes us have children. That's what makes us have uh, a relationship uh, within our immediate family, and then the others, the grandparents, and then the uncles and aunties and relatives. And he says all this is very important because marriage is meant to build, and marriage is to make people become one. And that's a huge uh, uh, vision of uh, Holy Father, I think. Mm. I like also that uh, that I think it's in paragraph eleven. Something that you shared with me earlier um, before before you came live was that the family is truly a living reflection of the triune God. That is communion of love. So this idea of you know, yes, um, partners being one, truly one, and what that really means. Would you like to share a little bit more about that, also, Father? Uh, yeah, the the whole dynamic of the Holy Father actually in his reflection mm. is that um, the the whole um, the starting point of marriage and family life is not a societal invention. Mm. Marriage is made by God. It's not a man-made thing, and I think, and that's what I was trying to share with you earlier when you asked the question of couples who have come with problems and all. You know, I mean, yeah. we live marriage like as if it's a social convention or a, or a normal thing to do when you come to a certain age, and then uh, mm. and then you got the affective life, and then we get attractive, attracted to each other as man and woman, and so we fall in love and kind of thing, and we go, but. It's a normal thing to do, but actually, what Holy Father is trying to say 
if you follow the biblical sequence no? genesis chapter 1 god made man and woman in his own image and likeness so every man and woman is that image and likeness of god now what is the image and likeness of god god is love and mm-hmm. how is that love of god shown his compassion his mercy his patience his generosity is reaching out in attention to people and touching people's lives um, you know the love of god is made manifest in the reality of everyday relationship you know that 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 restores man and woman who is broken because of sin uh, restores man and woman in that way of love to being that image and likeness of So that's Genesis 1 but if you look at Genesis 2 when you have the story of man and woman in the garden no God says it's not good for man to be alone I will make him a helpmate and that's how God made marriage man and woman he took from the rib from the side so that's a, one of the most beautiful ways to describe the unity between husband and they are not meant to dominate each other or to subjugate they are meant to walk side by side and they are meant to accompany each other actually to me one of the big challenging things is how am i to be a helpmate mm. as a spouse but i cannot answer that how if i don't answer a previous question what does it mean to be helpmate mm. if if there is helpmate means there's a project there's something to be done and in order to get this done we need some help so man and woman are help made to each other to do what to make love happen so love is not a noun it's a verb love it's a loving it's a doing the very being of god is love and if we are made in his image and likeness and in marriage we are put together to help each other in that project of making that way of love happen then you begin to see the triune god is a communion of love and the family is its living reflection to me that's tremendously mm. awesome you know what i mean when you look at family what is it to be family it's a reflection of the triune god saint john paul the uh, second shed light on this when he said our god in his deepest mystery is not solitude but a family for he has within himself fatherhood sonship and the essence of the family which is love that love in the divine family is the holy spirit and the family is thus not unrelated to god in god's very being because we are filled with that same spirit at baptism at confirmation uh, god has given us that spirit which is making us come to realize more and more 
this 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 energy that goes on in the triune god to do nothing else but to relate to each other in love and family has got this work cut out for it because <laughs> that's the vocation of the family to be there to make this love happen mm. yeah. yeah that that is beautiful that's <laughs> beautiful there's another very beautiful uh, statement uh, coming out in yeah. um, um where the holy father talking about conjugal love mm. says conjugal love is living icon through which god is made manifest wow mm. so when you look at this man and this woman yeah. who are not just man and woman but who are husband and wife and who have got that kind of a love which is a love incomparable to any other kind of love no yeah because it's that intimate oneness in the very essence of god himself huh? mm. and the conjugal love is making god manifest mm. now i don't think many couples see the awesomeness of their vocation as married you know mm. to make this happen and and the responsibility and the joy the joy yeah. uh or or of making that love of god be experienced and expressed uh, mm. uh, through us so how is god making love happen in the world today mm. through married couples therefore god needs married couples therefore he made them so that they can be helpmate to each other mm. to live that how do we imagine holy father asks how do we imagine god's love is there a concrete reality in the world that helps us to see this love with our own eyes and he answers the question certainly it is the family so he's got no hesitation no huh? the image of god is reflected in man and woman in conjugal love you don't have the same thing in friendships and in mm. you know uh, any other kind of uh, love it's in yeah. conjugal love because conjugal love is that living icon through which god is made manifest mm. so mm. once you <laughs> wow other the way you have described it and it's almost like you've really come alive also speaking about <laughs> yeah. it because i can tell it means a lot to you and it means you know it, it, it's something that should mean quite a lot to all of us as well you know about how truly beautiful family life and marriage truly is yes. as you rightly put conjugal love that sort of eros kind of love you know is something so special and maybe maybe sometimes with the problems and the with the daily grind of life we can you know sort of become desensitized to the beauties the yes, wonders yes. which you know married life and family yeah. life can bring yeah so you've also reminded me and and perhaps something i can share with our viewers and listeners at home also is yeah how can we continue to see the face of christ in our partner to acknowledge and to say hey you know i i, I felt like you were jesus to me today you know you make me feel so loved oh you know and how can we do likewise to be this helpmate to one another yeah 
beautiful. Yeah. Father, I just want to move a little bit uh, to, you know, based on your personal experiences journeying with families, you know, just to wrap up this little segment, what are the three things you would say that Catholic families should do regularly to be models of love and unity? Um, wow, there are so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we've covered so many already. <laughs> That's right. No, but it's yeah. very nice. Um, um, let me answer that um, uh, not in some kind of prescriptive way because, yeah. you know, this doesn't work. You know, I tell you do like this, I tell you do like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think our viewers will... <laughs> they will switch off. They'll Let's switch off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. they, they won't go along with that. But uh, let me put that in another way that I've got it here mm. Uh, mm. and I, I think is flashing on the screen now. Yeah. Um, let me put it as blessed is a family. Mm. Uh, so you ask me, what are the three things that yes. you would uh, recommend? In, of, uh, in the words of Amoris Laetitia and in, and in the way the Holy Father is looking at it, yeah, three things. First, and I think this is very crucial. Mm. Blessed is the family that walks in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Once you lose sight of the Lord in your marriage, your marriage is going to go haywire. Mm. Mm. So blessed is the family that walks in the presence of the Lord. Blessed is the family based on love that thinks, speaks, and acts with love. So that's the whole first... Um, Lord-centeredness, Christ-centeredness that, that makes us all the time be aware of how we are thinking, how we are speaking, how we are acting, how we are relating, whatever we are doing. Happy, uh, blessed is the family that walks in the presence of the Lord. Second, I would say, blessed is the family that prays together. Because prayer is not just muttering jargon. No? Uh, prayer is a connectedness with God that can be so creative in family life and in family setting. And when family takes prayer seriously, you know, they can organize prayer among itself. You know, Daddy does one day, mommy does another day, uh, children do it another day. Uh, we can take turns and we can and can we can be very creative in we don't have do the same thing every day. We can be very creative. But blessed is the family that prays together. Because in that prayer, we will have opportunity to praise the Lord, to thank Him, to entrust Him with every concern, to ask Him for guidance in the small and big choices. So that's a very very powerful prayer life that if we can make our families grow mm. in that kind of a prayer life, mm, mm. we'll be able to respond to all kinds of things that happen, fortunately or unfortunately, in our family. And thirdly, blessed is the family 
where disagreements do not become a crisis but an opportunity to grow mm. in dialogue in respect in welcome in listening in forgiveness and i think this nicely summarizes in a way la uh, amoris letitia it is the holy father's deep wish you know that the church really pays attention to families who are in all kinds of difficulty and struggle today and yeah. offer them that way of blessedness the holy father is asking the church to pastorally accompany couples who have that vocation in life to make love happen and the challenges and difficulties they are going through in that way of theirs and in their objective to make love happen um they need help they need accompaniment and they need that support of the church uh, which the holy father is hoping uh, through uh, amoris letitia year we are in amoris letitia year yeah. it started the uh, 19th of march this year and it will end on the 26th of june next year uh, with the big family uh, assembly of family meeting of families from all over the world uh, in rome from june the 24th to 26th uh, next year so 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 this amoris letitia year is a concrete opportunity given to the whole church all over the world to really see how we can pay attention to family what we need to do to help families how do we accompany families and how we make family life at the heart of our very uh, apostolate and mission and uh, and pastoral uh, care and attention indeed mm. by the way if you've just joined us welcome to the fourth in a series of seven ignite talks I'm Keith Newbrunner and I've had the real great privilege of speaking uh, to Father Eugene Vance today here in the Catholic SG Radio studio. I think there's been lots of gems so far and as mentioned earlier, thank you so much for all your questions. Keep them coming whether on YouTube, Facebook, leave them in the chat or WhatsApp us 6895-1515. Uh, we'll go and take some questions now. Let's start with something that Daniel Tan has sent through YouTube. Uh, he asks, Father, How effective do you see that couples intending to marry in the church will have to undergo the MPC or marriage preparation course? Just how relevant is it today? Um I think marriage preparation mm. is very important. Whether MPC alone or ee alone or or any kind of uh, couple mentoring journey or whatever thing you have out there you, there are so many in singapore we got three but you put it in all different parts of the world you got many i don't think it's a program mm. or the program can be helpful if two things one is the couple takes mm. it seriously the problem sometimes is that couples go for these programs because they are forced to yeah it's a requirement it's a requirement mm. although i must say 
that many of them having gone there under such pressure mm. say wow thank god somebody forced me to go <laughs> because it yeah. was such a good experience it was such a beautiful yeah. experience they benefit but 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 that depends on the couple uh how they take it seriously and how they really engage in uh the sharing that that's that that need that's being done in the in the preparation uh, in the mpc or the the ee but i think the other thing that's very important is and this cannot be given by the mpc or ee or any marriage preparation course it's coming from the kind of person of faith i am mm. and how i'm taking my being seriously and how i'm taking the being of my future spouse seriously mm-hmm. how are we both taking each other seriously in terms of who we are image and likeness of god call to marriage vocation for the purpose of making love happen this is the plan of god and that is going to take place in our covenantal commitment so these are the three words that would describe marriage mm-hmm. so i think at the heart of the mpc and the heart of the ee would be how well are you coming to realize your vocation your mystery your covenantal commitment mm. and and that needs accompaniment maybe even after the mpc and ee is over mm. uh, with the priest who is preparing the couple uh, so so you know this 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 has got to take place uh, so you know you have different types of couples there are some couples who take it very seriously and 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 spend a long time even outside the ee or mpc Mm. Uh, discussing with the priest who is going to solemnize their marriage and and really wanting to get into the nitty gritty of what it is mm. and you got other couples uh, can i come for two sessions is that enough kind of thing you know like they're doing you a favor you know <laughs> but uh, uh, that's why i think we have a lot of problems mm. in the sense that but um Yeah so for me to answer the question eventually it's yeah. not just limited to a pro- the program is helpful yes. every program is helpful yeah okay you take it seriously you benefit you can play the fool with it and say i've gone to the program and then yeah. it's to your detriment no yeah. but the program by itself is not enough it's the personal reflection the personal yeah. faith the, the 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 conviction that mm. must be in us yeah of this vocation of marriage and and how are we going to spend time together the rest of our life yeah building on this love mm, mm. Mm. yes i th- i think really it's intentionality, intentionality. you are yes. intentional to getting the most out of the program you know why yes. you're doing it yeah it will definitely be relevant right. thanks for the question daniel uh, up next we've got two uh, two questions quite similar in a way So the first one comes from Gerard via WhatsApp. Thanks Gerard. And he asks or he says, in this day and age of the melting pot society, would covenantal love be seen as too rigid and too far-fetched for a couple that has diverse upbringing and experiences, cultural, financial and 
even religious differences. So, what do you think, Father? Okay, that's, that's one. And then two is from Sylvia from Facebook. Sylvia Cool, she asks, is one of the problems of marriage today and raising a family due to expectations of what we set ourselves based on societal values? Hmm. So, second one, a little bit more related to expectations. The first one is covenantal love. Is it a bit unrealistic, especially if you have a couple from different backgrounds? I would see the thing too at two levels. The the first, and we're taking the first question. Yeah, let's, we'll let's answer it. Sylvia's question uh, later. Uh, okay. Uh, um, um, but to have covenantal love yeah. and to say, is that really too much? Is really turning the whole pot inside uh, upside down, and you 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 got no point of reference after that. Mm. No? So if there are cultural differences, if there is so much that is not um, matching this couple, that's what courtship is supposed to do. The the days before marriage, the days before uh, what we call courtship, the days when I'm contemplating, is this one really fit for me or is not... uh, Mm. Is the time to take all these uh, uh, elements I- into into play? We cannot discover this after marriage. Then it's it's too late. That that marriage was perhaps never meant to be, but it's taken place because we've not thought through, we've not seriously considered, we've just been uh, driven into this out of some other mm. uh, reason or cause, and so we have got into the act of marriage. But maybe we were never meant to be married. Because actually at the heart of marriage uh, in the church is the image of Christ and the church. The famous passage of Ephesians chapter 5 mm. verses 22 to 32 where uh, St. Paul says, uh, I'm saying this has got many implications but I'm saying it, it's regarding Christ and the church. In the way husband and wife must be to each other, in the way Christ and the church is to each other. Mm. And the Mm. way Christ is to the church is absolutely, totally, fully self-giving and self-emptying. He gave everything that he had for his bride, the church. And the church Mm. sees that in Christ and therefore responds to that love in its own total and selfless giving to Christ. So that's the union, that's the image of Mm, husband mm. and wife today. So Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 to 32 makes it very clear that uh, one of the the wonders of marriage and the, the, the joy of husband and wife is precisely in that covenantal giving. Now, covenantal giving mm. goes way back into the book of Exodus when you take the God of Israel on Mount Sinai, mm. giving himself totally to his people and his people giving themselves to God. Mm. Because God never imposed himself on the people. He said, come, I want to be your God. Are you ready to be my people? Mm. I will be faithful to you. Are you ready to be faithful to me? And when you read the covenantal code in the book of Exodus, you said, that's what the people said, yes. Chapter 19, 
exodus mm. Mm. which is the covenantal uh, where the god of israel the 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 transcendent god the god you cannot touch or the god you cannot see or you die kind mm. of thing you know he's so transcendent he's so awesome yeah. that god yeah wants to be yeah our god wants to be in the image later on in the fulfillment of that whole covenant text in Christ mm. he wants to be our husband mm. and he wants us to be his bride and that's the mm. whole dynamic of Christ yeah. and the church and the married couple is that which <laughs> well, manifests exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so you cannot unless you really are able to give that totality of your being to the other so mm. this is what must be considered really before i propose to you mm. Mm. or before you accept my proposal mm. we both must be able to see have we got that what it takes mm-hmm. to be totally self giving to the other so the years of courtship are very important you know mm. uh, in terms of what is it that is in you and in me that make us click Mm. so that we can live our vocation yeah in the plan of god in covenantal commitment these mm. three things are very important and mm. if they don't come out in the mpc or ee it's mm. got to come out somewhere yeah <laughs> it's got the couples yeah yeah. Mm. yeah all right all right beautifully answered <laughs> father thank you all right now over to silvia's oh, question oh yeah i forgot about silvia's oh, no, no, question no, 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 yeah. uh, yes all right sorry. so So I'll just read it out again is one of the problems of marriage today and raising a family due to expectations of what we set ourselves based on societal values of what like a I suppose like a perfect family should be and all of that um yeah there is there is mm. the um, I think there's a quote from uh I just was going to yeah. s- Say it, I, I had this thing here mm. that I mm. wanted to put out on the screen. What Holy Father says, no, mm. um, perfect families do not exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said that many times in different contexts. You know, yeah, this must not discourage us. Yeah, mm-hmm. quite the opposite. Mm. Love is something we learn. Mm. Love is something we live. Love grows. as it is forged by the concrete situations which each particular family experiences mm. love is born and constantly develops amid lights and shadows and love can flourish mm. in men and women who try not to make conflict mm. the last word um. but rather a new opportunity mm. so every conflict is a new opportunity to grow deeper an opportunity to seek help yeah. an opportunity to question how we need to improve an opportunity to discover the god who is with us and never abandons us this is a great legacy that we can give to our children a very good lesson we make mistakes yes we have problems yes but we know 
that it is not really what counts we know that mistakes problems conflicts are an opportunity to draw closer to others to draw closer to god so when we allow ourselves to be drawn as silvia says by all kinds of other expectations and yeah. all sorts of other yeah. we are being led up the wrong path and, and you know when we look at that purely from the eyes of that kind of glory or that kind of yeah achievement or that kind of uh, happiness you get it but it doesn't last mm. and in terms of it doesn't last means your family is broken mm. because you've gone the wrong way mm. Mm. either in the spousal relationship or the parent children relationship the dysfunctionality becomes very clear when you lose your objective and allow yourself to be driven just by some external power yeah. that's working for its own interests mm. and not right. for yours at all yeah Yeah, well put. You can get distracted also. I yeah. suppose in this day and age with social media, you know, yeah. to have to look a certain way with certain appearances that oh, my family is looking well and good, we can miss the point as a result. Good question, Sylvia. Excellent response, mm. Father. Next one comes from Angie via WhatsApp. She asks, what should a spouse do if the other spouse is unwilling to talk through issues or seek marriage counseling when needed and eat up to the point where the other spouse is causing harm to the family mm. holy father brings this out in amoris letitia you know where he mm. says that actually in the whole process of uh, a couple living out a relationship and um, angeline is it angie uh, angie um is bringing out where a spouse is having difficulty to get the other yeah. to uh, and in fact the other is becoming violent or um yeah i suppose the couple will have to take some sort of a decision mm. what to do because the holy father says it's beyond the church to hold a couple together mm. i mean if you follow uh, amoris letitia there is the beauty there is the grandeur there is the wonder there is the awesomeness of this joy of love uh, we call marriage and the family but in a concrete reality there could be other things that have come in now and are totally uh, disrupting the whole and, 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 and there's nobody who can hold this together plus if it's a danger to life yeah you have to protect yourself And so sometimes holy father says there will have to be a break somewhere not that the church is advocating it yeah. but so many people uh, in their right senses will be advocating it if really nothing can happen therefore for the church in its motherly way it will always advocate separation mm. rather mm. than divorce immediately separate keep the two apart let mm. things cool down yeah in the process maybe if they two cannot talk together directly an intermediary or or some other ways and means uh, yeah. but people are calm down maybe there's a, or after a lot of water has run under the bridge people are thinking again rethinking and and and, and things can happen so in a separation mm 
you can have time to heal you can have time to rethink you can have time to make another decision a choice of how to come back and how to mm. grow and all that you know yeah so holy father says these kind of cases need a lot of accompaniment and attention and pastoral outreach mm. the church itself cannot advocate this that or the other it's the choice of the couple that they have to make mm mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the church has got to be there to accompany them and to see to them uh caring for them and supporting them in the decisions that they have made you know mm-hmm. it's very painful when you cannot solve a issue like that and and mm-hmm. and is turning violent mm-hmm. you cannot encourage the people to live together you got to separate them otherwise one of them is going to die mm-hmm. uh, be killed which is uh, not right no mm. so you've got to have some kind of way in which uh, you can help them so mm-hmm. a separation hopefully something will happen mm. they can come back again mm-hmm. we'll have to take it how it goes so there are no ready made answers mm. holy father says we have a project of operating in love and out of love and the only answer that we have is that in true love mm. there is healing there is reconciliation there is but where there is no true love then mm. we have another problem you see mm. Mm. all right i hope that addresses your question angie excellent one uh, we'll now move to a different category of questions um and this one is related to faith formation okay so we've got a couple of questions here um first from Nathan Aruldas from YouTube he asks how do we promote you know or how do we encourage catholic parents to catechize the kids at home you know in today's world many parents are caught up with secular matters and work and faith is left to the catechism teachers once a week how can we encourage our catholic parents what can they do yeah before you answer before you come to the answer of that question yeah you've got a problem with the parents mm the parents own formation has been lacking so nobody can give what he doesn't have yeah yeah so if you've got these kind of parents who themselves have got no faith mm how are they going to pass faith on to their children they cannot so they outsource the catechism to somebody else yeah whereas actually the teaching of the church is very clear no parents are the first formators of mm. their children in That's faith right. and in life the school is uh, the family is the school from which our children are graduating in love mm. but if that is not happening mm. it's because the parents themselves so this is a huge thing uh, we've got a whole generation i think that is emerging all over the world mm-hmm. with a kind of uh, i don't know what actually it's a kind of formation or lack of formation uh, yeah. or a whole lot of people across the globe who have come out who are just concerned about the material life no mm. and so these must be people who themselves uh, don't pay much attention to faith or, or the much mm. relationship mm. to god or, 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 or much importance of faith and religion in life uh, so 
Is my child going to become a successful person just because of all these degrees and da 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 da? Or mm. is my child going to become a person because of his moral standing, his faith, his his convictions? Is uh, mm. you know, we cannot. I don't think we can afford to mm. sacrifice mm. that for the material well-being. Yeah. So I can. <laughs> uh arul das is it nathan nathan, nathan, nathan uh, yeah. i can i can appre- i can uh, em- empathize with him yeah. because this is one of the big things about the church uh, uh, we priests in the parishes yeah. we experiencing this you know the parents tell you there's no time for my child to attend catechism because he's got to go for all this kind of ecas and enrichments and yeah. all that i tell them very good please enrich your child to the best degree huh? can you teach your child catechism at home oh father i don't know catechism <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you don't know catechism yeah. and you don't want yeah. your child to come for catechism so 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 what's going to happen yeah. so this is the dilemma that we priests are having in the parishes so many yeah. parents tell us yeah. we have no time to send our children for catechism yeah. Father, father, don't mind me, yeah? yeah. Because now we've got two questions huh. that are in sort of on the flip side, you know, where the parents want to share, but the kids are resistant. So Faith has shared this, you know, uh, Kay Lim as well. Uh, they say, yeah, what advice would you give to parents where a child, a teenager, does seems resistant to opening up and you know are distant from God, but You know, so it's not for a lack of initiative from the parents' part. But how do they reach out a child who's who's not so interested? Mm. Difficult, difficult, difficult uh, question to answer because I don't know whether we can give an answer on the air like this. Mm. Um, because I think that is. Um, there is something that's been happening in the life of that child uh, with the parents so 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 that has got to be examined mm-hmm. so come to a certain age mm. where this child now says i don't want to go to church mm. this mm. mass is boring catechism i don't know what they are talking yeah. and blah, it's not blah, for blah. me yeah. okay So these child now, uh, these children now. Uh, the example given, they have come to a certain age where they can make some sort of a stand. Mm. Could be that in the past, when they were little, mm-hmm. they had no way of fighting back. Just yeah. obedient, they just go. Yep. They just go. They just go. So the parents are also happy. Mm. that they've been going for catechism they've been going for and the parents say we've done a great job you know we've really sent the child to catechism we make sure he goes regularly and all mm. and the child goes up to a point where now the child says enough is enough I, yeah. so what has happened is there is this going to catechism mm. but there is no reflection at home mm. what mm. have you learned in catechism what is taking place what did the how do you apply this You know the teacher in the catechism class got no time to do all this. Uh, yeah, you know, some yeah. of our catechism classes in the parish are crazy. One catechism teacher for forty, fifty students. You know you, and some of them are very disruptive in the class. And yeah, it's it, not it, easy. It, it's not easy. It's not easy to be catechist in the parish. It's challenging. 
I admire all our catechists, you know, amazing work they're doing. But the thing is that that is where the parental role is, you know, to, to, to see how the child from very young age is growing in this way of God. And this is not mm. just talking, but it's also the example of the parents. You know. So the child learns what he sees. You know. Yeah. So the child hears one thing, parents saying like that, mm. but he sees the parents living another way. So he's living in a contradiction also, which is a problem. Huh? Uh, yeah. So this is challenging. And therefore the Holy Father says mm. that, this is where the real conversion has to take place. That we parents mm. take back again that what really belongs to us. And mm. that is the real upbringing of our... Let's not outsource it. You know, when I was a child, I never went for catechism. No? There was no catechism oh. in the parish. Okay. <laughs> catechism was taught at home. Mm, catechism mm. was taught at home Catechism was taught in school So when you come back from school mm. Parents will ask you So what homework for you today? What subjects? Huh? So mm. you tell And what catechism homework? What's the huh? So then take out your book Then you have to answer those questions You know mm. So this is the kind of way in which we, My whole generation We never went to catechism classes There were no catechism classes Mm, mm. Catechism was in the home. Mm. So you see, that's how life has changed over the generations, you know. So yeah. from that kind of family that is really rooted in a way of faith and upbringing in the way of faith, then things have happened and we have given in more to the way of the world. We have gone more into... Mm. New ideas and yeah, and and ideologies and practices and 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 mm. all kinds of influences and so what is given way is God, mm. Mm. and so when we put God in the back room, mm. then what are we exhibiting? Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. So I, so the good yeah. question. That's a very good question. Yeah. So a lot of parents today are having difficulty with children who say they don't. Yeah. Okay. But it's hard because you've got to take the question to what happened before. Mm. And then maybe in this process to have a whole new dialogue with mm. the child. Holy Father says, don't give up. Mm. Don't throw the person out. Yeah. The person can be any kind of thing. This kind of recalcitrant child, this kind of defiant child. Mm. It's an opportunity to enter into dialogue and make the child grow. So, so, so come to the level of don't condemn the child, don't throw mm. the, don't, don't cry and all that mm. because mm. no, um, it's not a disaster. It's yeah. an experience of faith this child is going through, mm -hmm. and this is the time he needs the parents who are not judgmental on him and are not up and mighty on him. Yeah. But parents who are ready to accompany him and what is the problem? What's the difficulty? What's the thing, you know? Mm. Uh, and then let him come out with what it is. And it's an yeah. opportunity to teach, opportunity to learn, opportunity to grow, mm. Uh, mm. to open this person's mind up in a, in a new way, you know? Yes. So that kind of love 
that exists between parents and mm. child can be very helpful um, in this uh, yeah. way, you know. But it's really, uh, if I'm hearing you correct, Father, really uh, meeting the child where he or she is at, yeah. whether it's resistant to the faith or, you know, some, some of the questions that came through a bit related. Yeah. Uh, you know, my child doesn't want to pray or they yeah. refuse to pray. Yeah. So that, that in itself is yeah. an opportunity to meet that family member where he or she is yeah. to have a conversation. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I may not want to pray in this way. Yeah. Uh, I'm not praying because for for you, prayer is only like this. But I, yeah. I have my view of prayer, but you don't agree with that. So, 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 this, is, yeah. <laughs> no, so to this is where we need to... The Holy Father says, this is the work of love. There this is where in love we try to see how we can, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because love okay. never comes to an end. That's right. And love can never be defeated. Mm. So if everything we are doing out of love, somewhere down the line we're going to mm. meet the joy. Amen. Mm. One final question. And I'm so sorry we can't take more. But one final question for you, Father. Um, this one I had mentioned earlier, uh, sort of briefly, uh, earlier in the talk. So I thought I have to ask it. Uh, it comes from Ko via WhatsApp. Uh, and shares very, very vulnerably, I, I must say. says, Hi, Father. I'm devastated to know that one of my children is struggling with same-sex attraction. What should I do? How can I support my child to remain faithful to the faith? Mm. Very real. Very real question. Very real. Uh, many people are going through this, and the Holy Father deals with this in Amodius Laetitia. Mm. And he says that, we got no answers to this kind of happening mm. and we are not God and we cannot be God and we let's not pretend that we are the creators. Mm. But we are in an experience of that what doesn't seem to be conventional or normal. Mm -hmm. But we must never forget, Holy Father says, that person is a person. Mm. Or if you want to say that one is a person. Yeah. When you say person means image likeness of God. Now, maybe as a society, mm. we cannot give the full explanation of the behavior mm. or the attraction or mm. the tendency or the inclination. We question it ourselves. Mm. We are very unhappy with it. We are not comfortable at all with it. Yeah. But it's a brother or a sister who is going through that. Mm. First thing, we must never condemn. We must appreciate. We must try to understand. Mm. We must try to accompany. And we got to enter into that kind of a dialogue mm. with this person mm. to help that person see he or she is loved. We are not throwing him or her out because he or she is different from us. But at the same time, mm. while we hold on to the truth, we have to proclaim the gospel of mercy and compassion and kindness and so we cannot tolerate. Mm. It's not a question of tolerance. No? 
because then that gives way after some time yeah it's a way of integration how do we integrate that how can we live with that you know and and holy father says there we have to learn from jesus mm. who never chased anybody out who never condemned anybody but was always open who understood and was ready to accompany yeah so the problem that we face is very painful one because mm. it is made to appear that my child aya he's gone the wrong way mm. now how does a parent feel and i can sympathize with yeah. uh, mr ko uh, is it ko yeah, that's uh, it i can sympathize yeah. with and son. even more if they and, and more there are so many yeah. people i mean uh, yeah but has the child got lost not really yeah ah in god's eyes he's not lost maybe human convention or all that we are talking about they say this that and the other mm. but in god's eyes he is god's creature he is god's creation is god going to throw him out of the window just Surely, because yeah. uh, you know what i'm trying to say That's right. so the human way of thinking is so different from god's way of thinking be get and jesus says get behind me peter the way you think is not god's way but man's mm. so you got to learn to get into that thinking of god's way mm. which is very complex uh, keith very yeah. very complex yeah. because at the same time we cannot condone what is wrong mm. and at the same time holy father says be careful mm. before quickly saying something is wrong yeah yeah so the holy father's approach in this whole uh, amoris letitia is rather than sit on rather than sit in judgment on people mm-hmm. why can't we be a church like jesus full of compassion and love amen i think we will end on that note truly truly wonderful conversation we've had today father really <laughs> thank very you very enlightening and thank you also for sharing so thank much you. about amoris letitia i think any of us i have to admit i kind of glanced through one's line article but today you've helped to make it all come alive and of course a huge huge thank you to everybody at home who's share you know all of you who've shared your thoughts your questions some of you have said some nice things also about father eugene and the way he's been sharing i agree um thank you so much all for your participation we are truly truly grateful father thank, thank you. you thank well, you i just want to say uh, to yeah. our viewers please yeah. go to that website yes. uh, it's a, it's an awesome website Yes. You'll really get a lot about Amoris Letitia and mm-hmm. about all those questions. You know, there are so many questions that, That's and right. I think many we didn't answer. Yep. Uh, but you'll find on the website a beautiful material, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope all our viewers will uh, take the opportunity to get onto that website. That's right. Mm. We're trying to yeah. put it in the yeah. chat for you in just a bit, so mm. you can just click through, mm. save it, save it. You know, mm. you can also actually read the document. online if not you can pick up a book from a good catholic bookstore once again huge thank you to you father thank really you. we're truly grateful uh, for all your thoughts and insights on raising a catholic family in our ever changing singapore so this next part here's where i sell some koyo join us again in exactly 3 weeks time for our fifth ignite talk
Father Henry Sue will be speaking about my parish. Is it just a clubhouse or a field hospital? Pope Francis's words there, yeah? So that's 29th July, also a Thursday, at 8pm. Be sure to join us then. Lastly, before we end with a closing prayer, I also want to sell more Koyo, okay? So the... Catholic 200 SG team have got some lovely, lovely souvenirs that you can pick up from their website. So just go to catholic200.sg. There's a tab for souvenirs and you can pick up lovely Jesus like this. It's a nice lovely plushy notebook for you to write your reflections and all of that, sharings with your spouse and kids. So check that out. And now let us conclude our conversation by praying the Catholic 200 SG prayer. So, Father, we will take turns to alternate this if that's okay. all right. Oh, sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son commissioned his apostles to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Our founding missionaries left home and country so that we in Singapore may receive the good news and your loving salvation. Thank you for this gift of faith and for all those who labored to keep it alive and burning these 200 years. Lord Jesus, our faith is in danger of becoming irrelevant because of secularism, materialism, individualism and relativism. Grant our communities a renewed missionary zeal and courage to proclaim your name and lordship. Send forth your spirit, O Lord, to renew your people with the conviction and courage of our early missionaries. Rekindle our faith so that we can be beacons of light in a world darkened by sin, hopelessness and ignorance. Protect us from the snares of the evil one and grant us the grace to remain faithful to you. May our families be models of love and unity, our workplaces be sanctuaries for justice and integrity, truth and charity be taught in our classrooms, parishes live out their mission in communion, the poor, sick and abandoned see the face of God in us, and may peace and harmony reign among peoples of every race, language and religion in our land. Blessed Mother, You were the first disciple and evangelizer to announce Jesus as Savior to the world. Intercede and grant us your maternal guidance and protection as we navigate the uncertain future. Father, may your love and grace ignite our hearts and lead us to launch a new era of faith so that we may once again be a more vibrant, evangelizing and missionary church. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless all of you and your families and your loved ones. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again, Father. Thank you. Huge, huge thank Thank you. you. And once again, thank you to all of you joining us, whether on Facebook, YouTube, on Catholic SG Radio. We're truly grateful. Take care. Love one another. Be good. Bye-bye.